All right, welcome back. 800-859-0957. 800-859-0WJR. The president in Israel today and making it very clear where the United States stands in this conflict. The United States stands with you in defense of that freedom, in pursuit of that justice, and in support of that peace. Today, tomorrow, and always, we promise you. That is the president stating that the United States very much on the side of Israel. Ben Friedman is the policy director with Defense Priorities, and he joins us. Ben, good to have you. Thanks for having me on. Um, talk to me a little bit about this, this next phase of this war, because things are very much starting to heat up. I take the 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 example of this hospital bombing. Hamas put this out very quickly that Israel attacked a hospital inside Gaza, a Christian hospital that was treating women and and children, and they attacked this hospital chock full of civilians. And the narrative was was built almost instantaneously that Israel attacked a hospital. But I, I think that as more intelligence came through, the president even said it today when he was sitting with Benjamin Netanyahu, the prime minister of Israel, that the intel showed that this was something that originated inside Gaza and wasn't an attack from Israel. And so it, it, do you view that this next phase of this conflict, of this war between Hamas and Israel, is just as much about information, misinformation, as it is about bullets and missiles flying through the air? Well, uh, number one, uh, I'm still in a wait-and-see approach uh, as to who bombed the hospital. The U.S. Uh, intelligence assessment, as reported, was a preliminary one, and uh, it's not a kind of final word, nor could it be this quickly after the event. So, um, you know, it's it certainly uh, – I, I don't think we should take what the administration, uh, Biden administration, says here as gospel truth any more than we should take uh, what another government says is gospel truth. So uh, we'll see. But uh, certainly uh, misinformation and propaganda from both sides uh, is going to be a big part of the war. Um, you know, Hamas is uh, certainly going to lie as much as they can uh, to um, enhance the victimhood of uh, the people of Gaza, which really doesn't need much enhancing because they're certainly suffering enough without uh, exaggeration. So um, that, that's going to be a big part of it. But, you know, the main part of the war will be fought on the ground as, uh, in all likelihood, Israeli uh, forces enter the Gaza Strip and try to kill or arrest all the, probably kill uh, all the uh, Hamas leaders that they can. And then they're going to have to figure out what to do with the territory they're sitting on when the answer is certainly not obvious. Meanwhile, you've got uh, the Iranian foreign minister, posting some inflammatory comments on X. Does this give, and, and we're seeing Hezbollah start to to ramp up potentially more attacks on Israel as well. Do, do you think that this was far more coordinated uh, before this attack happened just a, a, a few days ago um, between other groups in the region? Well, uh, it's a complicated question because there's been a lot of... Um different conflicting information about that. So we know for a fact uh, that Iran uh, funds Hamas. So uh, in that sense, and of course they fund Hezbollah, and they make some attempt to coordinate between those groups. 
and also uh, other militias that they uh, fund in, in Syria and Iraq. Um, but <clears throat> that doesn't necessarily mean that Iran knew in advance uh, about this attack. And there was a Wall Street Journal story that said that, that I think it's been sort of debunked, at least partially. Uh, so, you know, we don't know exactly what Iran knew uh, in advance, but uh, I think, it, you know, it's a dangerous uh, possibility, uh, regardless of what Iran knew, that the United States here would get into a fight uh, with Iran and its proxies in the region. Uh, I think we should try very hard to avoid that uh, now and, and in general, because it just wouldn't be in our national interest uh, to wander into another war in the Middle East, no matter how noxious the actors that we're fighting against. We, we've heard extensively about these these tunnel systems that Hamas has built inside the Gaza Strip as a way of of not only uh, uh, providing themselves with an ability to provide offensive attacks, but as a way for for them to to be on the defensive as well. If they need to get away from a certain area, they can go underground, run through these tunnels and 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 get to safety. We've heard a lot about the ground incursion that could be coming from Israel. How dangerous is that going to be for Israeli troops? And and is it maybe safe to assume that some of the hostages that were taken from Israel in the preliminary attack could be could be housed in some of these underground tunnels as a way to keep them uh, from from uh, Israeli forces or anybody who's looking for these hostages? I mean, it seems likely to me that, you know, the hostages are valuable uh, to them alive. Of course, they if they haven't killed them, they're going to, it would appear. Um, and so but still, um, you know, they obviously took hostages for a reason, uh, which, you know, has to do with their value uh, in trading them back and so forth. Um, so uh, in that sense, you know, you think they would want to keep them somewhere safe and tunnels might be it. I think, you know, the main danger uh, for Israeli forces going into Gaza um, isn't necessarily tunnels, although that doesn't help. It's the fact that you're going into a dense, uh, like in Gaza City in particular, but in other places too, uh, you're going into a dense urban environment. And as we've seen in Syria, uh, in Iraq, going after ISIS, as we've seen lately with Russian forces going into Ukrainian cities and being fired on from all angles, uh, you know, it's a tough and deadly environment to operate in offensively. You know, you'd rather be the defender in a city because, you know, you can get on top of people, uh, you can hide, and uh, if you're moving forward offensively, you're exposed. So um, it's it's very deadly, potentially, for Israeli forces, and the Israelis certainly are well aware of that, and I think that's one reason they've been so cautious about going in. What did you make of the president's comments today in Israel alongside Benjamin Netanyahu? Do, do you think he was strong enough? And what message does that send to to the proxies in the region, uh, potentially that that are that are involved with Iran, whether or not whether they are or not? But what, what kind of message does that send to the region? Well, yeah, I don't I guess Biden was strong enough. I'm not sure how I would score that. You know, to me, it's not that important uh, how strong he is. Rhetorically, uh, you know, what matters more, uh, it, you know, in, in terms of how strong he is rhetorically in terms of, you know, we support Israel. I mean, it's entirely predictable that any U.S. president is going to say uh, we're with you 100 percent and so on and so forth. Um, what matters for the proxies in the region is uh, how they judge U.S. Uh, willingness to go after them if they attack. And, and 
that I think uh, depends less on the rhetoric than the forces. And, you know, we just move forces into the region and more generally on the fact that, you know, I think you can count on the United States for better or worse uh, to back up Israel in a war. They're not actually an ally as, as far as uh, we, we don't have a treaty with them, but uh, they're a de facto ally. So I think everyone uh, that's thinking about attacking Israel has to count on the United States potentially uh, being on the side of Israel and not uh, U.S. forces being used against them if they attack Israel. I got about 30, 40 seconds left here. What do we what do we see in the next couple of days? Where does this thing go? Well, uh, brutality and tragedy, I think, unfortunately. Uh, I think it's only going to get worse. And uh, in the United States, I think we need to guard against and try to avoid escalation so that we don't get pulled into another war uh, in the Middle East uh, as bad as things are in Israel. Do, do you think this this is a prolonged war or is this something that we see, you know, sporadically for a few weeks or, or is this something that's that's in for the long haul? I think they'll reach some kind of equilibrium in the next weeks or months. But, you know, the, the violence in Gaza mm-hmm. is not going to stop forever. Yeah, it'll be sporadic. Yeah, it's a, a good point. Uh, ben Friedman with Defense Priorities. Thank you so much. Appreciate the insight as always. We'll talk again soon. Thanks for having me on. WJR. I have a question for you regarding the clown show that's happening in the House of Representatives in Washington, D.C. Another vote was had today. Jim Jordan, again, the presumed leader of votes among the Republicans, will tell you what he ended up with coming up next.